Good morning, Hope and Anchor Church. Good to see you this morning. I just wanted to make a quick check-in uh, while my family and I are still in quarantine, uh, finishing up quarantine from coronavirus. Uh, but I just wanted to really seize this opportunity to talk a little bit about the opportunity that is presented to us at year end as we head into uh, a new year. Uh, thankfully, 2020 is grinding to a close, and my prayers are that my prayer is that 2021 will not be uh, quite as difficult or challenging as 2020 was. But whatever the case, uh, we go into it um, and we, we find that it's full of opportunity. It's full of uh, uh, situations uh, where we have a choice to make. What will we do with um, those uh, encounters? Uh, what will we do with the time we've been given? And so uh, as people of God, as people who are following after Jesus, uh, we have to choose ahead of time, often, how we will respond in situations um, that we encounter uh, during our day-to-day -day life. Uh, will we succumb to uh, discouragement, to disillusionment, uh, to a fatalist attitude? Or will we cling to our faith in Jesus, uh, trusting that he was telling the truth and he said he has overcome the world and that he is indeed making all things new? Um, I've found myself clinging to that promise um, from Jesus uh, a lot this year, and I anticipate I'll do the same in the year to come, and I, and I think we'll all need to do that. So anyway, I wanted to uh, just take a few moments here to talk about um, making a plan, making a plan for the year to come. Uh, with a new year comes a new opportunity, a new opportunity for growth and for renewal uh, personally as a uh, local church fellowship and uh, as God's people in the world on mission. So personally, as a church family, and on mission. Now is the time. Uh, we're in the last week of 2020. Uh, Christmas is over. All we've got to look forward to is the new year. And I know everyone's getting ready for the big uh, New Year celebrations, the galas, the, the uh, midnight parties, right? Okay, maybe not. But uh, usually we would. Anyway, but this is an important week. Now is the time to plan and to initiate um, new and refreshed spiritual rhythms. Uh, in this new year, in 2021, we have a chance to redouble our efforts, to refocus our energies on establishing these new and refreshed spiritual rhythms as we head into this new year. Uh, another word for these spiritual rhythms would be Christian habits or spiritual disciplines. So where do we begin? Well, like so many things in the life of faith, we must begin by looking to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Why? Not just because he was the Son of God, not just because he was God incarnate, God with us. Jesus demonstrated these healthy rhythms. Jesus demonstrated healthy rhythms lived out in the life with God. These three rhythms were solitude, communion, and ministry. Solitude, communion, and ministry. You'll see this just circular practice of these rhythms. Solitude, communion, ministry. Uh, throughout his ministry in the Gospels, as the Gospels record them, you'll find that Jesus oftentimes early in the morning was not found with his disciples. He was off by himself, uh, alone with the Father alone with God in prayer, in solitude. And uh, geographically in the Gospels, oftentimes you find this rhythm lived out geographically. He went to the mountaintop to be with God in solitude, came down onto the hillside, met with his disciples 
and uh, sat around the campfire, lived life together in communion with them. And then he went down into the level place or into the plains uh, to do ministry, to heal the sick, to feed the hungry, to do all the things that Jesus was so well known for among the, the population. Solitude, communion, ministry. Mountaintop, hillside, level place. Jesus regularly, on purpose, moved through these rhythms. He followed this cycle, solitude, communion, ministry. And he was in doing so, in doing so, he was showing us a healthy, sustainable, vibrant pattern, demonstrating what the life with God is all about and how we best enter into that. So, solitude, communion, ministry. How do we, as we begin to plan for 2021, how do we really uh, uh, hammer these pegs in so that we can hang our spiritual practices, our Christian disciplines on these pegs so that we can make the most of the year ahead? Well, solitude. First, I would say this. Practice solitude. Time alone with God. Uh, We call it the quiet hours. Invest in those quiet hours with God through primarily through prayer and through scripture. Prayer and scripture. Why is scripture so important? Well, biblical literacy matters, maybe more now than ever. Biblical literacy. We have to spend time in God's word because all that we know about God, all that we know about Jesus comes from scripture. So we have to immerse ourselves, become students of scripture, and become literate, fluent in the language of scripture. So uh, one thing I'd recommend is decide now how you're going to engage in Bible, the Bible in scripture reading every day. Uh, for me, this is the plan I'm, I'm looking to use next year, and I'll post a link to this, but it's on the Bible app on your phone, but it's called uh, Listening to the Word. It's by Multiply. Uh, it's just a uh, Old Testament, New Testament reading each day with a short devotional. But uh, that's something I've committed to do each morning, just before I get out of bed oftentimes. I, I listen to scripture, and uh, I just turn my attention to God first thing. Uh, So I I invest in uh, taking in scripture each day because biblical literacy matters. Why does biblical literacy matter? Because the more we're aware of the world in which the Bible was written, uh, the the Bible was written and then thus saved for us, uh, it helps us what what N.T. Wright calls restory scripture. It helps us restory uh, the Bible's teachings. Uh, in this uh, small booklet I got for Christmas, just kidding, that's a giant book, but it's uh, the New Testament in its world by N.T. Wright and Michael Bird. Uh, N.T. Wright explains it this way. He says, um, uh, let's see, all this means that the New Testament, and New Testament by extension then the Old Testament, must be read within appropriate contexts, both the ancient context of its original setting and helpful and supportive contemporary context today. It must be heard within an acoustic, which will allow its full overtones to stand out. It must be read with as little distortion as possible, and with as much sensitivity as possible to its different levels of meanings. It must be read so that the stories and the story, which it tells, can be heard as stories, not as rambling ways of declaring unstoried ideas unstoried ideas. I think in our in our postmodern context, it's really popular to unstory the teachings of the Bible, specifically the teachings of Jesus. We have a tendency or a preference to pull out Jesus's teachings out of context, destorying them from the great meta-narrative of God and his redemptive purposes. 
We must be able to enter into the teachings of Scripture and hear them in uh, God's voice, in the ways that it was shared to the original audience, how it's being shared with us now, and what that means and how that comes to bear on our lives because we hear those teachings up against that broader story of Scripture. Biblical literacy matters. So as we're investing in our solitude, our, our quiet hours with God, spend time in Scripture and make a plan now. Also, prayer practice. Practicing prayer daily. I know it's hard. I know it can be distracting or tedious, but there's ways uh, to make this easier. And things that I found helpful over this past year, uh, here are some resources I'll share with you, some prayer guides. Uh, a Diary of Private Prayer by John Bailey, uh, an old Scottish minister, has been really helpful because sometimes I sit down to pray and I don't know where to start. I don't know where to really structure my prayer. I just uh, find myself sitting there and then my mind starts to wander. So having some prayers to read and make my own really kind of helps. Uh, you might like uh, this book, The Valley of Vision. You might be familiar with something like that. Anyway, find a prayer resource. There's some good websites. There's some good tools online that you can utilize. But anyway, daily start developing a habit of turning your attention to God, listening closely, and uh, entering into that conversation with Him. Another practice can be journaling. Sometimes it helps to write out your prayers and then pray those prayers back to God. Uh, whatever the case is, most of us don't pray because, or we don't have a habit of prayer because we just don't pray. So if we start uh, like any other habit, investing intentionally daily in those times, in those practices, they become more and more second nature to us. Uh, in addition to scripture, in addition to prayer, the last thing I'd say is uh, really invest uh, and enjoy uh, devotional reading. Find other things to read in addition to the Bible that help uh, um, uh, cultivate the work of the Spirit in our life. Uh, this past year, I've been working through uh, the Confessions by St. Augustine. Um, another book I've got is uh, Day by Day with the Early Church Fathers. Something like this it just kind of brings a historical, but also uh, kind of helps me find my voice um, in the mix with uh, other Christian voices that have gone before. And so, um, I don't know, I encourage you with that as well. So, solitude. Okay, so solitude, communion, ministry. We've talked a little bit about solitude. Now, communion. How do we invest intentionally this year in communion, in uh, investing in community, the local church? Uh, I would say make a decision now to, to have a renewed commitment to the church, both the local fellowship, but also the work of God's people in the world. What does it look like to commit more deeply to the local church? Well, make it a priority to worship together every Sunday. Unless there's a compelling reason not to, be at church, worship together, participate, lift your voice, lend your voice to that which we as a church are lifting up to God as a sacrifice of praise. Uh, so Sunday, get involved with worship together. Also, uh, find a community group to be a part of. If there isn't one that suits your fancy or your time frame, your schedule, uh, create one. Talk to me. I'd love to help you create a discipleship environment during the week where together, as fellow travelers, brothers and sisters in Christ, we're able to invest and uh, study and grow deeper in the Word together. So worship, community groups, those type of things. But most of all, make it a priority. If we don't make it a priority, it's not going to happen. Make it a priority to grow deeper together. Now, uh, this has been a weird year. You know that. We're still kind of in a strange spot where some aren't comfortable coming back to worship uh, for a variety of reasons. But with the vaccine rolled out, I really anticipate that the first three months of 2021 is going to be a dynamic time. And I'm really setting my sights on Easter as kind of a relaunch for our church. I really want to see us... Uh, 
just a reimagine what it means to be hope and anchor what it, what it, reimagine what it means to be a church uh, in our neighborhood in our city and in our world i want to uh kind of the theme that's been going around in my mind is resurrect us <laughs> resurrect us that with jesus's resurrection we too will be resurrected and uh, that this year starting at the end of march we'll just really be able to relaunch with a lot of enthusiasm with a refreshed vision uh, a new sense of clarity of what it means to be hope and anchor why us why here why now and that everyone will get on board with that so solitude communion spend time with god those quiet hours invest deeply in the local church communion and then thirdly ministry jesus demonstrated ministry we have to be intentional about investment uh, both in our church and in our community we are here on purpose the early church was marked by certain practices. They were marked by certain practices in their devotional life to God, but also how they lived life together, but then how they existed in their community. Their neighborhoods noticed that they were there. They were marked by sacrificial giving of time and resources. The local church was intent and must be intent on blessing other people. Bless other people. How are we going to bless other people in the year to come? This too is part of the plan we must be making even now. So think about how inside the church and the various ministry opportunities we have inside the fellowship with children's ministry, youth ministry, um, AV ministry, prayer ministry, all these different ministries. Um, how will you get involved this year? We can't do this alone. Just the leader. You can't sit back and let the leadership take on all that responsibility. This is a shared effort. It's not a spectator sport. All of us must pitch in. All of us must step into our calling in the local church. Uh, so in inside the church, there's ministry opportunities. Uh, in our neighborhood, ministry opportunities abound, both ex opportunities that exist and ones that should exist. So uh, with our Love Thy Neighbor food pantry, uh, with our various seasonal activities, our um, uh, monthly uh, interaction with the neighborhood association, uh, cultivating relationships with our neighbors. That's the kind of stuff that will make a big difference and answer the question, why us, why here, why now? And then thirdly, in our world, uh, the gospel uh, inculcates in us a global mission, a global vision. And so we've got a partnership with Italy. Uh, we've got uh, other causes around the world that we partner with, with Nightlight, things like that. Uh, what is it that God's stirring in your heart? I don't know if we'll be able to put together a mission project, or a trip to Italy in 2021. Things are still up in the air with the virus in Europe and in Italy specifically. So I don't know if we'll be able to plan a large-scale trip this coming year, but uh, I know I hope to get over there at least once to visit with our church planting partner. But anyway, what is it for you? Think about it. How has God called you to invest in ministry in the year to come? Make a plan now. So, solitude, communion, ministry. We want to press deeper into our faith in Jesus, and it begins by looking to Jesus and ordering our life around his life and noticing those rhythms, those patterns that he lived out in his uh, earthly ministry, believing that those patterns were given as a demonstration for us. I pray that 2021 is not like 2020, but I do pray that it is challenging. I pray that it challenges us to grow deeper in our faith and to glorify God in how we live our life out as we follow Jesus and as we practice these rhythms of solitude, communion, and ministry. Thanks for uh, joining me today. I hope you had a great Christmas, and I hope you've enjoyed this week uh, uh, of downtime. And I pray that we all would be prepared for what God has for us in the year to come. 
Have a good day. Bye-bye.